is the way that my guest today usually starts her own podcast. <laughs> I feel so at home. <laughs> I'm with the stellar Alex J, who's oh. a comedian and one of the two incredible hosts of one of my favorites which is the ladies guide to dude cinema oh yeah do the blurb from your thing um this is ladies guide to dude cinema which is not that that is the ladies guide to dude cinema and we basically watch all of the movies that dudes have told us we have to see uh, and you were a guest on our podcast a little while ago we did good fellas which was wonderful and none of us I mean, it established two things, Mm -hmm. that you, Beck, and I are great mates. Lovely. Of course. And that none of us can do accents. Absolutely not. No. No. We tried. We gave it a red hot go. I didn't try much. Yeah. (laughs) But do you know what? God hates accents. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you what. He hates a lot of things. He hates a lot of things. I'm learning recently. Who are we talking about? We are talking about the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, Westboro. I was so excited. Like, excited is not the right word. <laughs> it's so hard to think of describing words and how I feel. Like, I'm fascinated by them. I'm interested in them. And when you mentioned, like, when you said, Let, let's do that, I was mm. like, oh, hell yeah, let's do that. Because one of the things that I have to be sensitive about mm. is I'm a strong believer in only sending ridicule up the line. Okay. So to powerful people. Yeah. And um, I try to be quite sensitive about the followers, but I'm very happy to give the leaders shit. Yeah, right. And in this case, this is a group that's so heinous and so easy to hate. Yep. That I feel like most of the people that are still part of it, except maybe the kids, Mm. Yeah. um, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for. No, I'm happy to... to just throw hate at them because like because they they're in there and they they know that they're well aware they've been told numerous times why they're wrong why they're hateful why they're disgusting yeah and they're still there it is hard when you're born into a cult mm. because you don't you're not exposed to a lot of other yeah. influences so i do feel because it's mostly the one family mm. i do feel sorry for a lot of the followers yeah but Holy shit, none of the leaders. Surely, though, like, the kids, yeah, definitely. Mm. They don't know any different. They're just, yeah, they've been brainwashed. But, like, surely there comes a point in when a kid becomes an adult in their 20s when they do have access to so much more information. Yeah. But then they still choose to say, even though they've grown up in it and they've been brainwashed, surely there's an element of responsibility just as a human there yeah. for them to kind of be able to look objectively for a second and realise they're insane. Agree. Just a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. We, Alex and I, have decided that we're not going to say mm. some of the words that the Westboro Baptist Church or... Love to say. Dubs BC. <laughs> love to say. Oh, it's their favourite word. Favourite word. Yeah. So we're just going to replace it with... Yes. I don't know. Let's just pick them as we say them. Okay. So basically, some of you may know the Westboro Baptist Church as the God Hates Pancakes Church. <laughs> <laughs> He bloody hates him. Which is like, God doesn't, he just doesn't understand the appeal of the pancake lifestyle. Yeah, maybe he just needs to dabble and then you'll see. It's a fun, good time. Eat a pancake, God. Have a pancake. Is Get that... some butter and some syrup on there. I don't know what that analogy is, but oh, it sounds sexy. Yeah, get yourself some syrup, God. Mm. <laughs> I think, I think eat a pancake god (laughs) is the first of the fictional t-shirts of this episode (laughs) eat a 
a pancake god. I love it. We sort of have to find out where the leader of Westboro Baptist Church, who up until 2014 was the unbelievably evil-looking Fred Phillips. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right reaction. He's so gross. He's so kind of wizened and bad looking. And even when he wears a cowboy hat, that's not... (laughs) It's not whimsical. It's not fun. He looks like he smells like an old man. <gasps> like, like tops and meatballs. Yes, yeah, and I don't think he he showers a lot. I don't think no. he's all like about personal hygiene. I was just looking at him when, yeah, it's like you look smelly and like, like yeah. what's the word? Stale. And his eyes are so are set so mm. far back in his skull. Oh, so true. That he can like sit on the front porch and check yes. the bins in the backyard. Mm. And so it's his DNA that has then spawned into the rest of his following. He he spawns. Mm. So try and get through kind of how Fred got to be the leader as quickly as possible because Mm. it's a lot of the same shit over and over and over again. Ah. He was born in Mississippi, but the church is very much based in Topeka in Kansas. Right, okay. Yeah. Which is fun to say. Topeka, Kansas. Topeka. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know some facts about Topeka? I would love to. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just to help me decide if I want to move there. Yeah, actually. yeah. Oh, there's lots of mm. this whole episode will help you decide that. <laughs> I think I know what the answer will be. <laughs> so Topeka's just above a place called Pauline. And in this a place co- is called Pauline. A place is called Pauline. Wow. And in this country, that's another word for just rampant tolerance. Yeah, right. Uh, the word Topeka is indigenous for a good place to dig potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love potatoes. I, di- I can dig them anywhere. <gasps> wow. But imagine if you went to the capital to <laughs> dig them. Imagine, imagine to the potato the capital. Well, the, he is a potato. Yeah. Oh, so. my God. But he's one of those ones at the back of the cupboard. Yeah. 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 He's, he's got some oh, stuff growing on him. He is. He's a shriveled potato. Mm. The phrase, what would Jesus do, was first used in a sermon in Topeka. No way. Yeah, not by Fred Phelps. Whoa. So just an insane coincidence. Yeah. Wow. And WWJD. two famous people from Topeka, Annette Benning. Great. Yeah, yeah. And Katrina from Katrina and the Waves. I don't know Katrina and the Waves. She's walking on sunshine, Alex. Oh. He was, I mean, when you're born in Mississippi and you're ordained as a as a, um, a Baptist preacher at age 17, the what? die is cast. Really? Was he? Yeah. <gasps> uh, and he's apparently, when he was 17. ordained as a, as a preacher, uh, he spent the summer just trying to convert Mormons. Just a bit of holiday conversion. He spent the summer? Yeah. So so not like Danny Zuko, no. Danny from <laughs> Greece kind of summer. <laughs> he didn't take anyone bowling in the arcade? Wouldn't the world <laughs> be a nicer place if he had? God hates bowling. <laughs> <laughs> he did a bit of street preaching wow. in Pasadena in California. Uh-huh. Um, and mostly about the dangers of things like heavy petting. Well, so he's just been a wet blanket from day dot. I mean, he probably hates the word wet. but Oh, yeah, yuck. Yeah. (laughs) And then in 1952, he marries Marge or Margie, depending on what you read. Mm -hmm. And they have 
13 children oh, in 16 years. Swear on here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I just realized>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> 13 That's kids. Busy vagina. Oh, her poor little pussy. I mean, everyone's busy. And this is yeah. a really busy religion. But, oh. oh, my God. You 13. would never heal. How do you even find the time? What bra could you possibly? Oh, oh. Although from watching, from watching documentaries about mm. Westboro Baptist Church, I think God also hates bras. Bras. <laughs> oh, that's like rule number one. Mm. Like none of the women are allowed to wear bras at all. Alex and I were messaging each other while we were watching some Louis Theroux <laughs> yeah. documentaries about us. And they were equally about how great Louis is. Love him. And um, how no one cuts their hair. No one cuts their hair. They've all got that weird, like, yeah. long, I don't cut my hair. I'm a, not a hippie, but, like, you can just, yeah, you're like, mm. you know when you see someone with really long hair and you're like, it's either really cool or something else is going on. Yeah. They've got that's, something else going or it's, on. Or they're in 12 tribes, which is the cult that oh, your, uh, your normal co-host Beck With Beck, yes, did. of course. Yeah, the long, hippie, God it's, hates conditioner. Yes. Hair. Yeah. Westboro Baptist Church came out of... The East Side Baptist Church in uh-huh. Topeka wanting to open a second branch. And they were like, oh, we'll ask this guy, Fred, to head to up the West Side branch. <laughs> and so he did. And then he cut ties with the, with East Side Baptist Church. Really? So it's just like, thank you, I'll take that real estate. During this time, he's also studying law and he becomes a lawyer. And the, the law firm, which, look, I don't want to tell anyone who they should and shouldn't do business with, mm-hmm. but I believe the law firm still exists. No. Yeah. The law firm that hired Fred Phelps. The law firm that Fred Phelps started. Oh, that he started? Yes. Still exists? Yes. People are hiring them to like... I looked them up and they're still in defend like Defend them in a court of law. Who should I hire as a lawyer? Directory. What? Yeah. Like, number one, Fred Phelps is. Yeah. Let's go to number two. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that name. <laughs> Hi. Um, I think I've been the victim of a gay hate crime. Can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under no circumstances. You obviously haven't read our small no. print. <laughs> Did you not see the fucking signs? <laughs> Jesus. Um so I assumed – so, okay, so West, where, where, where's the – do you know where the term Westboro comes from, what that is? I think probably from West Borough. Yeah. Because they were a borough of in the West. The West. I don't think it's got anything to do with bros. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah, assumed that it was, yeah, an offshoot of a Baptist thing and I, I, I didn't – I really, I didn't properly realize until looking into it that they, that family is the only part of the entire Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, I thought they were like a weird sect of the Westboro Baptist Church, but they are it. They're, it. They're the whole thing. I yeah. didn't know that. And it's, yeah, it's mostly their family, but there's other people that have mm. actually chosen. Right. We, that's the weird thing. Willingly, I can understand growing up in a church. Yeah, but going those guys. That's the church for me. I they're worse. They're worse. They're way worse. Yeah. Yeah. So while he's setting up the church and while he's becoming a lawyer, doing lawyer things, mm. 
this is where it just gets really, really repetitive. He filed, so not defending other people, but he filed around 400 lawsuits himself. Whoa. Suing people. Oh, he personally suing people. Yeah. Of course he did. That guy, yeah, of course. If he's a lawyer, he's the guy that sues everyone. Freddie Phelps loves an argument. He just loves conflict. They all do. Yeah, they do. Oh, they they freaking thrive on it. Sort of in passing investigations into Westboro that I've read here and there in a in an article or whatever, Mm. I've usually felt a few things: um, hate, dismay, anger. But now I'm, now that I've really gone into it, I'm embarrassed for them. Yes, I agree. Like deep yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, it is embarrassing. Deep embarrassed. Yeah. Deep. I am deep embarrassed. That's for them. my new, <laughs> my band. Deep embarrassed is playing in Pauline. This <laughs> I feel like I'd really relate to the yeah. material. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's. It's. They should feel yeah. humiliated because it's just. It's purely for the sake of. Mm. You know, come and argue with us. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Look how offensive we are. Yeah. It's Ricky Gervais levels of, are you triggered? It is. <laughs> they, if they haven't started using the word triggered in their picketing, I don't know. <laughs> like they have to. Uh, like, oh my God, have we triggered you? Yeah. That's exactly their attitude. Absolutely. That's in, it's high embarrassed. One of the other things he keeps doing is running for council, state government, power, power, federal power. government, Any, blah, blah, blah. Right? He's, he just gets a hard on for power. Just try and imagine, if you can, Mm. conservative, God-fearing Americans making Mm. bad voting choices. Yummy, yummy. I know that's a real stretch. (laughs) And so he would still manage to get – it's almost like that Trump – like Trump saying, I could shoot someone and people would still vote for me. 100%. He ran one of his campaigns and it's – it was for something. He bores me. Mm. With by calling his opponent a bull dyke and he still got something like 30% of the vote. Oh, what? Yeah. Democracy's dead. What's the point? Despair reigns. It's bullshit. It's it just makes you feel. Ugh! I just want to lay down. I'm um I'm upset. (laughs) You're deep embarrassed and upset. Deep embarrassed, upset. (laughs) But because he's just doing these scattershot suing of people Mm. and scattershot getting elected for things. The upsetting thing is the upsetting thing is. Mm. And this seems to always be the case with cult leaders early in their careers. He he received three awards for his civil rights cases, including one given to him by the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People. What? He sued on behalf of some African-Americans that were subject to hate crimes. This this is something I had trouble with that their their ideals are just all over the place Mm. and i find it really confusing and hard to follow because like that doesn't make sense no it's like oh we we don't want people to be racist because they're people that make harsh judgments against people that were born a particular way we're against prejudice yeah Mm. but (laughs) yeah Except when it comes to pancakes. Like, like they don't it they does, think it's no people's choice to eat pancakes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Ah, uh, what? Ugh. And he won? Yeah, Stuff. and they gave him awards. They gave him awards? They gave him awards. That's just validating his ego and being mm. like, hell yeah, I'm the fucking best. And... and didn't he get addicted to having his ego validated? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can I get you across my three favourite people that felt sued? 
Yes. Like these are so – have you ever Ooh, gone on the New South good. Wales case law website? No. You can look up – you can read judgments and you can read – they're not quite transcripts, oh. but they're judgments of court cases. Oh. And I look up uh, any New South Wales cults when they're um, in the – Do we have some? In court. Oh, yes. Really? Yes, I mean, there's a branch of 12 tribes here, there's oh, Little Pebble, there's Universal Medicine, wow. there's all sorts of things. One of the things that's fun, so you can search for keywords and it will just bring up court cases that oh. have been tried in, in oh, New South Wales this courts. This is going to be a whole day for me. Take the I'm week excited. off. Yeah. One of the most fun things to Google on that website, and there's similar websites elsewhere, some of them, but the New South Wales one, you don't have to pay or anything. Cool. You look up on their search engine, vexatious litigant. What? Because whoa, a vexatious litigant is someone that just spends their time suing people for the fuck oh, of it. Oh, okay. And the judges get so bitchy about these people. Good. Oh, it's so fun to leave. Oh, I read. love some sass in the court system. Oh, and it is. It's court system sass, which is the second T-shirt. <laughs> Eat a pancake, God, and court system, court sass. system sass. That's my vibe today is court system sass. <laughs> um, and it's, I think it's fair to say that Fred Phelps, until he was disbarred later because they oh, just got jack of it. Oh, really? He was a vexatious litigant. Sounds exactly like that's his describing feature. Yeah. So one of them, in 1974, he filed a $50 million Whoa. class action suit against Sears. I'll just say that again. $50 million. Sears, the clothing department store. The department store. After a local outlet was a few days late delivering a television set. what the litigation went for six years what (laughs) and it was eventually settled sears paid phelps 126 (laughs) dollars after six years of work which is he got a hundred bucks and it was 60 dollars less than he paid for the tv (laughs) But he still got the TV. Oh, he it won was the case, late. but it was just like. But he was suing because it was just late. It's not like they didn't get it to him, or it was. I mean, he, not that anything amounts no. fifty mil of hardship. And he didn't quite trauma. get some he was expecting, but um, also that he never. He's really good at his job. He never got the TV. <laughs> no, he didn't get it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, we lost it. Yeah. As if we're going to fucking deliver it to yeah. you. Yeah. Here, get yourself a you slab. Dick. This will just cover it. <laughs> um, oh, he's the worst. Oh, totally. In nineteen, and I got these. I got a lot of these from the Southern Poverty um, Law Centre, mm-hmm. which has called them. Right. Yeah. So they're an organisation that's fantastic for civil rights, mm-hmm. and they also keep a catalogue of who they consider people that are hate groups. Right. Uh, and so reading from that, in 1983, Phelps files the first of three federal lawsuits against Washburn University Law School after three of his children are denied admission. The suit contends his children should be granted minority status and thus benefit from affirmative action because of their association with their father's civil rights legal work. Whoa. For, so for some reason that makes them a minority group. Right, because your dad's a dick. Yeah, yeah. If your dad's <laughs> a dick, know, you man, get special standing. But a later suit switches the argument, alleging reverse discrimination because Phelps' children are white. 
just grasping at straws, isn't he? That's you have just summarised Fred Phelps' entire career. <laughs> yeah, uh, those were dismissed. And my favourite, no, not my favourite, but probably the biggest name is in 1984, and Phelps sued Ronald Reagan. Did he? Because he the old prezzy. Yeah, because uh-huh. he sent an ambassador to the Vatican, uh, and that's uh-huh. not separating church and state. Wait, so Fred Phelps wants church and state separated? Yeah. See, that doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> I would think he'd want them, like, so combined that they're, like, sleeping together. And everything See, it... everything else Fred wants is completely logical. So that's a weird, aberrant that's blip on his radar. Very strange. Very it, strange. it frustrates me, the inc- not that I want them to be consistent and, like, reputable or anything, but the inconsistencies yeah. just frustrate me to no end. Yeah. And then in 1991, so now it's the first time they actually picket some homosexual activity. 91. Big year for them, man. Big year. Oh, I feel feel bad saying homosexual activity, but that's what they call it. Well, that's what they used to call it. Did they? When they they were polite. Before they learned the word pancakes. And there was a... And I watched some of the videos about this incident or about this series of incidents on the actual Westboro website. Oh, I meant to go on there. I didn't. What's, it's, what is it like? It's, a, it's, a, it's bad. Is it? I'll tell you more about it later. But okay. it's kind of, it's not the kind of bad I was expecting. Again, it was a bit pathetic. Right. Yeah. Good. And they've got, you know, documentaries and, oh, I'm going through this. It's so cringy. It's so cringy. <laughs> There's this park near the little hood where, all of the Westboro members live mm-hmm. called Gage Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's partly there in the name. It, as mm. far as they're concerned, mm. some of the locals were really putting the gay in Gage because um, it was a cruising spot right. for local Topeka mm. gay men. Mm. And they made up some bullshit about um, how gay men were trying to lure their children into the bushes when they were just they were just giving each other gobbies oh, in the toilet block. Yeah, exactly. Like any, Consensual. I mean, if it's good enough for George Michael. It's good enough for Topeka. Yeah, and 91, you know, people are starting to get mm. um, progressive about it. But yep. at the same time, gay men still felt like they really had to be super closeted. Right. And that's how you meet people. Right. And have sex. That's Yeah, exactly. If the society has pushed you into a corner... And made you stay yeah. in the closet, you go to the park. And like most super, super close-minded people, they associated, well, one, homosexuality with anything. They thought it was bad. bad yeah. But also they equate it with pedophilia, pedophilia, which is just a really... It's a weird recurring theme it really in is. society, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And they were like, mm, we got in, there was such an uproar. All we did was make these dinky little signs that just said, watch your children gaze in the restrooms. <gasps> oh, my God. That's where they started? Yeah. And Ugh. they were in just permanent marker. <sighs> so they've always been of the words. Yeah. And happily yeah, of the words. Always been wordsmiths. And happily most of the neighbourhood just went, 
take those down. Oh, good. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But they love. What a shock that would have been <sighs> to see that with, like, for the first time. Because, yeah. like, now when you see it in, like, documentaries or news stories, whatever you like, that's Whisper Baptist Church. But, and it's shocking, but you're expecting it. Imagine seeing that for the first time, those kind of signs, just being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who are these? Is this a joke? If for some reason you don't like the idea of gay men fucking, if you already know where they're doing it, just avoid it. Just go, don't go there. Don't go there. Just find another park. Yeah. If you drive them out of there, then you don't know where they're doing this apparently offensive yeah. thing that you They'll hate. go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. Fuck off, Fred. Yeah, fuck off, Fred. <laughs> that's not even a t-shirt. That's so a that's, hat. Yeah. <laughs> so that's number. So that's ninety-one. Yeah, that? and that gave okay. him a real taste for um, picketing. Right. And they didn't really go international until late nineties, early two thousands. That they really, really got a name for themselves because mm-hmm. they picketed the funeral of. Matthew Shepard, who was a gay student that was killed, they picketed his funeral and that's when the world really just went, who are these shit fucks? Wow. Like we were saying before, this is all for attention to get an argument out of people. Yeah. It's just... Because the overarching theme that I read is they're not trying to convert people. That's what they keep saying. Like, we're not trying to convert Mm. people. So... What's the point? Yeah, so, like, they're aim or their angle is they just want to raise awareness that everyone's going to hell but like it just that's another inconsistency like if you like you're a cult or if you're any kind of like religious organization spouting your word surely your aim is to educate people and make them see and then come over to your side but they're not if anything they want to anger people they want the attention and they want to turn people away from them if anything like they love the idea that everyone's going to hell they want it to stay that way yeah there was a kid in my primary school called Scott mm-hmm. and his favourite saying was stiff cheddar. That was good. And it didn't matter. Anyone that got upset about anything, he would be the first to rush over and really? go, stiff cheddar. Ah, Scott. He was like a junior Fred Phelps. He, yeah. he just wanted to get attention by upsetting people. Yeah, just wanted to upset. Yeah. And yeah. that's all they want to do. Absolutely. With no, there's no second step. There's no upset no. and then reform or no. anything. It's and you, just upset. You get a rush out of it, so you keep doing it. And these guys built a whole religion out of it. That's well so, done. So, that's psychotic. From that point until now, mm. they've just spent the entire time picketing things. Yeah, that's kind of their own they, their their deal. It's right? their only there's thing. There's nothing else. And there's a little bit of a flurry of activity. In the late 2000s, people have started leaving. Mm. And in particular in 2012, Megan Phelps Roper, Fred's Mm. granddaughter, left. And I'll put a link to her TED Talk on the Facebook page, on the Zealot Facebook page, because it's fantastic. And I hesitate to recommend TED Talks because, you know. But she talks a lot about how fighting hate with hate doesn't get you anywhere and one of the main reasons she left because all of the kids are allowed to go on social media and stuff wow i know which is really unusual there are a few people that were coming to the twitter page that she managed for the church 
and asking questions and just drawing her attention to some inconsistencies and things and using humor and just wanting to engage and have a conversation rather than just a discourse about it yeah yeah and which she's probably never encountered before because her family is against conversation yeah and people shout back at them yeah and she said when that happened she started gently realizing some inconsistencies And starting to think another way. So she married that guy and she left. Really? Yes! Oh, wow. That's amazing. And so she's written a book called Unfollow about the whole thing. Oh, that's cool. Yes. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to watch that TED Talk. It's like 15 minutes. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Easy. In 2013... People buy the buy a house across the street and paint it rainbow colours and it becomes this <gasps> huge centre for Really? Um, yeah, LGBTQ activism. That's beautiful. Did they buy that spot on purpose? Yes. Fuck yeah. So How it's is... called the Rainbow House. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, humans are so cool sometimes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> then in 2014, Fred Phelps dies. Yay! Woo-hoo! fucking lived a long life oh yep and he's like the hate made him ugly but it didn't kill him early at all in louis through's third documentary it's the only one made after he dies and there's a bit of controversy around his death because apparently Mm. he got sicker and sicker there might have been a little bit of dementia because i'm not sure that his sanity was always Mm. fantastic Mm. he started sort of thinking, okay, people need to be... There was a bit of bickering. They could see that he was on his way out and I think people were thinking, who's going to lead it? Mm-hmm. Will it be his daughter, Shirley? Ugh. She's the, that, the main yeah. lady, yeah. Ugh. Or some of the blokes. In his last few weeks, apparently, he was both saying, everyone within the church needs to be nice to each other. We can be mean to people outside, oh. but everyone within needs to be nice. And he went across the road and told the people in the Rainbow House that they seemed like nice people. What? Fred Phelps? Yep. So the church members excommunicated him. Him? So when he died, he wasn't a member of the church that he no started. No way. Oh, I know. No way. Just because he was like nice to some people one time. One time in his yeah, entire life. Yeah, I know. It's like stabbing someone for 55 minutes right. and then making them a cup of tea for the remaining five. Yeah, there's no repentance no. there. But, but they excommunicated Fred Phelps. Yeah, because he got senile enough to tell people that they were nice. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they currently don't have one specific leader. Yeah, is that still the case? They're run by elders, but I think old mate Steve Drain, who Mm. I'm yet to really dig into, Mm. thinks he's the boss. Yeah, right. Yep. I would have picked Shirley. Is that the daughter? Yes. Yeah, I would have picked her. Yeah. I'll talk about their beliefs really quickly because, like most beliefs, they're boring. But it does go some way to explaining kind of what they're about. So they describe themselves as primitive Baptists, which is kind of extreme Baptists. Right. So it's based on not the comic Calvin – Oh, that's where yeah, I'm confused. That's where you went okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's it's reset. not just about riding sleds quickly <laughs> downhill with, okay, a, with a, you know, a tiger. Um, <laughs> there's 
Primitive Baptists go by the five points of Calvinism. Doesn't that sound exciting? Feel free to just oh, doze off for a bit. No, I'm all in. Let's spend the next two hours dissecting the five points the of... five. It's the acronym TULIP. Isn't that nice? Uh-huh. The first is total depravity, which basically means all humans are sinners and doomed. When you're born, every baby that comes out of any womb is a filthy sinner. You're all sinners. You're That's all doomed. That's where they start. Isn't that cute? That sounds like a great time. It goes downhill from there. Um, the second is unconditional election. God himself chooses who the saved people are. It's not even based on merit okay. or anything. It's just... God picks some people. And you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. And you can't choose God unless he chooses you to choose him. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's bullshit. Oh, come on. Anyway, so... You, how are you meant to know any of this? That's right. It's not like he chats to us. No, you're born... Doesn't he? Mm. Uh, you're born a dirty sinner and you won't be saved unless God just randomly just picks you. How do you know that he picks you? <sighs> That's where ego comes in. People are like, yeah, yeah, he totally picked me. Probably. Yeah. And just me, guys. in case those first two are just too upbeat. Mm. Uh, the third one is limited atonement. So Jesus didn't die for everyone's sins. It was just for that group that God picked. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Take a wild guess at who that group was. Um, The Phelpses? Yeah. No uh, way. I know. What a coincidence. That's the surprise twist. Wow. Number four, nearly there, is irresistible grace. So if God chooses you, you can't, you're incapable of resisting his grace. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many showers you have. Unconsensual grace. God's grace all over you. You got it now, bitch. <laughs> There's CSI scraping God's grace out from under your fingernails. That sounds kind of like God's grace is Did not you the just good say time. You've got it now, bitch. <laughs> Stand. God's grace on the front of the t-shirt. <laughs> on the back, you've got it now, bitch. <laughs> It just makes it sound like God's grace isn't as good a time as you initially think it is. Like, it's why would you want to resist upon it? You. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a nice time. Have some grace. Yeah, no yeah. returns. Have some. And the fifth is perseverance of the saints. So it's sort of an extension of the fourth one. That, so that once God chooses you, you can't unchoose yourself. Right. There's no you're trapped. Fun. You're trapped in a web of His grace. It does explain why when people leave Westboro Baptist Church, so a lot of the younger people who have access to social media and start mm. going, wait a second, start during their rebellious Some phase, kind of free will. Yeah, How don't, dare don't they? be ridiculous. <laughs> their parents go, oh, you're out. Goodbye. Never speaking to you again. Because it's obvious that They're not you can't unchoose if you're the actual chosen. Therefore, oh... They were never the chosen. Then they were never the chosen. Dirty sinners get out. Wow. Their own flesh and blood. Their own flesh and blood. Who are just doing 
like I get that they think they're doing something evil by leaving, but really in the scope of how the world works, yeah. they're not doing anything bad. It's not like they went and murdered someone and then they're like, okay, get out of the family. I mean, they didn't even kiss anyone. They're not going <sighs> to... That's weird. Once you're married, you just fuck some children into you. Oh, is that... But you're not allowed to date. That's another inconsistency that kept annoying me, especially during watching the documentaries, mm. is just them saying like, no, why would it? the girls being like, I would never date. Yeah. Dating's yuck and against God. But yeah, we have to get married and have kids. Yeah. So then how do you, there's a whole lead up to a marriage and it's called fucking dating. Yeah. That goes a fair way also to the massive inconsistency that you were talking about before, mm. where people... You can't really join. A couple of people have joined. Yeah. And I think because they fit the extremely Mm. severe cookie cutter. Mm. But they're not interested in recruitment. They're really not. There's there's no power with numbers mantra or anything for them, which spins me out. Yeah, and they're not looking to recruit. If anything, they probably dissuade it. Yeah. More than anything. And they do say that they're just warning people. But if you can't change the fact that you're going mm. to hell and that you're a sinner and you have no choice. Yeah. Then Why what's, do, what difference is warning people What difference make? is the knowledge or awareness of it? Yeah. Yeah, especially, yeah, you're right. With the chosen people thing, if they believe they are the only chosen people and no one else is a chosen person because everyone else is living in sin, mm. shouldn't they just go off and like live on an island somewhere and just like in their happiness that they know they're the chosen ones? Yeah. Why do they bother telling everyone else about it? Why do they bother? They're bragging, not going to get saved anything. anyway. They're just bragging. Yeah. Until they discovered picketing. Did you spend a lot of the time just going, how do they make money? Yes, because I heard about their expenses. Yes. 200K a year, apparently. That's ridiculous. Where is that money coming from? Obviously, not Fred's litigation wins. Well, I think, like, he did win quite a lot. They have been sued a lot, but they always claim First Amendment rights. So often they will get their expenses, maybe sometimes, and a little bit more. And they get attacked a lot. Yeah. Like, Shirley's house was pipe bombed in the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'd just like to buy that person a beer. Yeah, no one was who hurt. Who is that hero? But originally, Fred Phelps just sent his children and grandchildren, and there were, like, that's about 60 people. Yeah, right. <laughs> out selling candy door to door, which is. Oh, to get money? Yeah. Oh. That was, like, early in the 70s and stuff. Oh. And it's kind of, you know, like, God hates you. Would you like to buy some licorice? Yeah. <laughs> But please also, like, fund my life. Yeah. Uh, but he did – they eventually got sued by the candy company because they ah. were negged on their own payments. Oh, no way. Yeah, suck it, mate. But, yeah, how do they – like, not even just the big, crazy expenses of travel and stuff that they claim. Just their day-to-day lives. Yeah. Where do they get their money from to buy food and to pay they, a mortgage? And I mean, they probably own the house. Yeah. But, yeah, just day-to-day expenses. Where does that come from? I was trying to – they all tithe, so they give 10% of their income. But they're all right. allowed to work as well. Yeah, right. And they're – a lot of them are lawyers and a lot of them mm. are health professionals. I noticed that. Like, a few RNs, like yeah. you mentioned. Oh, yeah. God hates you. Yeah. Why Where's you your pain level? To One people? to ten. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they seem to be fairly down with the law, but I wonder if they've ever refused to help yeah. someone. Probably. Because you can choose a lawyer but not a nurse. Yeah, like if you if they're so strict in following their beliefs, mm. they they wouldn't be able to treat anyone. God, they're assholes. Um, but before they started regularly picketing as well, Fred mostly used the fax machine as his weapon of choice. Oh, my 
God. <laughs> Imagine having to wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> bong, bong. Oh, no, that's dial-up. That's, no, that, that's the sound, right? Yeah, he's like faxing a little hate fax yeah. to... And if you had a bad fax machine, that yeah, you would. it would take a long time of this... Seething by the... Chikung, chikung, to find out what you were doing that God hated. Yeah, but just standing by the fax machine back in the seventies or whatever, and like receiving it, and oh, fucking Fred again. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Fred. So tying up my line, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for my receipt for sea monkeys yeah. to come through. <laughs> okay, the picketing. Mm. So they do it to a lot of funerals. Yes. And a lot of military funerals. Yes, it took me a while to wrap my head around it. I feel like all of their picketing stretches such a long bow to get to the point of why they pick. Like they really go around in a big circle. Mm. So like it's not obvious what like why they're picketing military. And it's like if you just hear that, you're like, "Mm, Mm. I don't see the connection. And a lot of people are even saying, and it's a weird thing to have to say. It's like, but those that soldier wasn't gay. Yes. Right. But it's because God's punishing America. America for being for. Because America thinks being gay is fine. Mm. And so these, so the military fight and defend America, therefore we picket their funerals. Like it's, it's a so stretch. convoluted. Yeah. And it's an excuse. And it's, it is. Yeah. Because yeah. they're so inconsistent. They can't find something to picket. Yeah. That is just down the line, easy to understand. This is why we're picketing it. So they just, yeah, they're again grasping at straws. Yes. Yeah. Str- and they're so addicted to outrage and attention yeah. that they just go, oh, look, What's here's our there? way to twist a major of. So Lady Diana's death. Yeah. Lady Princess Di. Yeah. Um, I'll use the correct title. <laughs> you know, their actual thought process would be we have to be involved. Yes. Everyone's going to be watching. Media attention. Everyone's yeah. turned that way. We need to in their faces yeah they start at the end yeah. and then they work their way back so it was kind of like she's mates with elton john <laughs> elton john is gay we should pick at her funeral oh my god yeah it's so dumb it's so dumb and that's the deep embarrassed like i'm embarrassed for you guys deep embarrassed that this is this is just embarrassing. Yeah. Because no one, if you're picketing or protesting, people shouldn't have to like sit and think for 10 minutes to work out why you're protesting. No. When we know it's for attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just, fuck, they'll picket anything. And I've done some of my favorite signs and these aren't God Hates Pancakes. Mm-hmm. They picketed Comic-Con with signs saying God hates nerds. <gasps> no. <laughs> they did? I think it's already quite clear that God hates nerds. Oh yeah. yeah. Tell us something we don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> why why does God hate nerds? I think What's because Comic-Con people worship superheroes and you shouldn't worship anyone more than you worship God. Oh my God. Isn't God the original superhero, Alex? He's my superhero. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Him in a little spandex it's onesie. more a robe than a cape, but it'll do in a pinch. They did one for, oh, just I think because of the chocolate salty balls single, (laughs) they had a sign saying chef in hell with a picture of chef from South Park. (laughs) An animated character? Yeah. One of my favourites. And it's loose. It's really loosely from, I think, something in Romans or Leviticus. I looked it up. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really tell. Um, It's just a sign that they have a photo of a baby holding that says... You will eat your babies. Because <laughs> it's just something that bad people do. What, there's no follow-up or 
That's it. You will eat your babies? Yeah. And I think it's not – if I'm going to be a cannibal, I'm not just doing it for a snack. Yeah. I'm eating a full-grown human. If I'm eating babies, if I'm eating anyone, you're preaching to the converted. Like, I'm already – you're not going to stop me from eating You already stopped being a vegetarian. You're back yeah. on me. <laughs> <laughs> Next logical step. Yeah. Not- and, Fred, you can't stop me. <laughs> well, probably my favourite. God hates Gaga. Wow. <laughs> I think Gaga knows. Yeah. I think she's all right with it. The only good thing about the protests is that they're now attracting more and more counter-protests yeah. that are vastly outnumbering them. So outnumbered. Because I think at their peak they were only about 70 members. Right, and they're like down to like 40 or something yeah. now. The signs of the counter-protesters are great. So good. And one of my favourites. Quite I saw, creative, you know. Yeah, and lots of the same colours and everything. If I, if I can everything. say that. Yeah. yeah. Very colourful, which again I found quite weird because normally colorful rainbows that kind of thing is associated with well lgbtqi community like happiness Bella, who's an artist <laughs> mm. pointed out that those signs are a direct ripoff of an artist who was uh based in melbourne oh. until he eventually died from um, from AIDS uh-huh. and he was a gay activist oh. and his art was all brightly coloured signs. Hang on, I'll turn this around. Wow, no way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's exactly, whoa. And I tried to figure out how his name's pronounced. It's either David McDiamid or mm-hmm. David McDiamid. Okay. And the, <laughs> the sign that I just showed Alex says, motorsexual homocycle slut needs service. And oh, yeah, I didn't properly read that's it. not even a great example of his stuff. Mm-hmm. It is very, very clear mm-hmm. that the si- the style of the Westboro Baptist Church signs are a direct ripoff yeah, right. of his. How bizarre. And it's perfection. Yeah. And another confusing thing that, like, that they do at the pickets is um, they reappropriate songs like Lady Gaga <sighs> and stuff and put their own lyrics into it. Which I understand they're using, you know, uh, modern popular music and flipping mm. it to their agenda. But again, a little bit of me is like, well, if you hate these artists so much and you hate what they represent, why are you advertising their songs? Why are you using them? Especially because when Louis Theroux puts them in a documentary, the mm. original songwriters and artists get the royalties. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's so I beautiful. Know. I know. Music copyright laws for fair use, which includes parody, they're a lot looser in the US than they are here. Okay. We have some of the tightest Australians keeping it tight. Yeah. So they're allowed to do parody, provided it would pass a few tests uh, being parody. But even when you use a parody, if you're... If it's communicated publicly, mm. so on television or anything like that, that generates royalties, you don't get you don't see any of the royalties for a parody. The original artists and songwriters get really? them. So every time they sing one of those in an article yeah. or I mean in a, a documentary story. or anything, they're making money for the artists and the writers. Wow. Yeah. And they've got like their own industrial printer and a professional laminating machine, a whole workshop making mm. these signs. But their website. Really? How have they not got the money to invest in a website? Well, it is. It's well designed and everything. But it's so, it's one of the most boring cult websites I've ever visited. Except for one page. Um, 
And it's it's so derivative mm-hmm. and it's just I think Steve Drain, who does most of those he writes most of those parodies and he well, used to be a filmmaker, so right. he knows how to film things edit. and edit and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So they're relatively slick, but yeah. he hasn't had an original idea in his fucking life. Right. So there's a few things called the um, their video news, and I watched a couple of episodes like Advice for Trump and really? one called Institutional Sin, and the only thing it convinced me of is that Steve Drain reads auto cues at a third grade level. <laughs> But the music videos, their parody music videos, they are bad enough to be hilarious. Really? Oh. Oh, I can't wait to deep dive. No, it is good. I'll put a link to it on the Facebook page. Mm-mm, yummy, yummy. And some of David McDiarbid's art as well because that's – they're awesome. Great. But there's a parody of Prince's Purple Rain, but the lyrics have been changed to be Eternal Pain, Sulphur Rain. <laughs> and apparently, my eyes just rolled so oh, far back in my head just I then it hurt <laughs> and Pharrell Williams happy and the lyrics have been changed to grab a sign if you feel that the word of God is the truth oh yeah yuck Ugh. so boring <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of these dumb videos that are dispelling common myths about God oh and one of the myths they dispel is that God gave us free will. He didn't. Mm. And a lot of Steve Drain's argument, he summarises one of these videos with, you have free will, huh? Fine. Grow a foot and a half. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't turn into a peacock either, uh, but I can choose. Do, do you know what free will what is? What I do and how. No, that's a thing. It's yeah. a fundamental misunderstanding. It's not, I'm not what saying I've got magical powers. I'm saying I can make a choice. And these aren't dumb people. These are well-educated that's people. That's something that I, that's like the overarching thing I learned from yeah. Louis Theroux's documentaries mm. and seeing them speak is they are articulate. They know their shit. They're locked and loaded. It's like they're no, they don't they never stumble like they never stumble over their words like I just did. <laughs> you know they're ready to go, and that's probably because they just got blind hatred. Absolutely, and, and they underestimate the intelligence of other people that yeah. we won't see how blatantly yeah. they're trying to be manipulated. Yeah, exactly. Like they, you can tell they're desperate when they do argue, and they get their back up straight away, and they start throwing like you know, accusations that never happened yeah. and that kind of thing. But they, they're articulate and that's something I was surprised by. Yeah, because they really value education. And they send people – let's talk about those documentaries yeah. as well. The Most Hated Family in America. America. Yeah. Return and then there's another title for it in – Surviving. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lot about Megan who left and did the yes. TED Talk. It was when he was talking to the kids that that really got me. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. That was, that was really hard to watch. That cute little boy with the – Cute, God hates cute. pancakes. Sign. Yeah, and but he's got such a cute little voice, and yeah. he's just like a kid. He's just like, and you know, and he, he's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I like, don't know what my sign says. I don't no. understand it. But, but you know, the military—they're bad. He's just saying all the buzzwords. It's that just by rote. He's heard. Yeah, exactly. And even the teenagers. And mm. Louis mostly spoke to the girls, and I don't know whether that was the church's decision or Louis's decision. Mm. But either way, I just go, mm, don't know. Yeah, you kind of don't see any. I just realised I don't see any boys at no. that age. It's, it's only the adult the blokes and the very, very young yeah. boys. But hmm. even the girls, they really 
you can see that point in these documentaries where they switch over from this is me answering in my own words mm. and this is me quoting. Yes, this is the script I've been taught. Yeah. You can and you can see it in their eyes and they get flummoxed when uh, they don't. And that's when they switch. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and then they or they say basically like a no comment situation. Yeah. And like, unlike oh, the men who so go, mm, that's a dumb question. I'm not going to answer it. His interactions with Fred Phelps in oh, that documentary yes. was so frustrating. I wanted to scream. I don't know how he keeps his composure. He's amazing. Yeah. Louis. I will join his cult. Yes. If he ever had one. Yes. Happily. It would be a very gentle, polite one. Beautiful. We do all live in. With rainbows. But also he's probably one of the people in the world that would best know how to start one. Oh, absolutely. Because he's <laughs> done all the research. <laughs> he's got, oh. He's, oh my gosh, yeah. Joe. Joe and Louis Cole. Oh my God. He'd sign me the freak up. Thurunli. <laughs> <laughs> the Church of Thurunli. I am in. Get it done. I am so in. He's just an angel of a man. But him, when he met Fred... And how much Fred, not that he owes Louis time, but like wouldn't give him anything and just no. did all that bullshit, like politics kind of politician talk. And and he, Fred Phelps really, really believed that he was this theosophical genius that Ugh. people should come to him with questions about God's will and yeah. what, what God's plan is. And then Louis, he asked him how many grandchildren he has or how, how many, many children? children. Very easy question. Very simple. And he was offended. He was. Because it's such a trivial question. And he said, he said, look, do you want me to do Fred Phelps' accent? It's not, it's a no accent podcast. Please do. Everyone in the civilized world knows how many children I got and how many grandchildren and how many great grandchildren. (laughs) And it's, that is a gross misrepresentation of, he really assumes that everybody in the world follows his every word. Such a grandiose answer. It's like, dude, you live in Topeka. The only thing everyone knows for sure is that you're a cunt. Yeah, everyone just knows your picket signs Yeah, um, and what you think God hates. No one fucking knows how many kids you've got. We are not paying that much attention. Okay, we've just spent a few days researching, but we are. it was mostly for Louis. But just, yeah, it's just because I wanted to see his face and his beautiful voice. (sighs) And the girls... Just saying that they don't, they go off to school, but they don't have many friends there. So they're not, they say, we're nice, we're polite to everyone. Why don't they want to be friends with people who I... tell them they're going to hell? Yeah, the delusion that they live under that we're doing them a favor. That they are like, but we're really nice to people. Like, yeah, and he's like, but do you tell people that they're going to hell? Well, yeah, but yeah. we're doing them a favor. And they just like giggle about it. They're so nervous and like uncomfortable, just so deluded. But the documentary's also introduced us to Shirley, Fred's daughter, and the person that was probably going to be the head of the cult when he died. I'm surprised it wasn't just straight away. And Shirley, for a very long time, was head of picketing. Mm. You could tell how much she fucking loved it. She's so evil. And they picket something like six different places a day. Yeah. I... Where does that energy come from? Oh, not from. I'm exhausted just Not from going to the hairdresser. That's mean. Oh, shells. No, (laughs) please. I think it's. (laughs) I think think we can safely have a little bit of a go at at old shells there. I think she's done her part. Yeah. But she calls everyone hun. Yeah. She's so That's not true, hun. So fucking condescending. And my favourite is. Louis was saying to her, was about picketing a, a dead soldier's funeral. Probably the word dead there was unnecessary. Um, And he said, don't you think there's a chance that the soldier you're picketing was a nice person Mm. and a worthy person? And forgive me if this is too 
political, but Shirley responds with, not a chance, poopy pants. (laughs) (laughs) They're all about the words, aren't they? Not a chance, poopy pants. Oh, my God. I want to take that from her. (laughs) Can I do that? I think we can reappropriate it. Yeah, definitely. We'll make it good. It's not like people trying to bring, you know, Take the swastika back to their no, its original I thing. Think we could, yeah. I, think I want she's not a chance to be pants so bad. <laughs> so there's a granddaughter of Fred's called it's Jail. Jail. I think probably J L. J A E L maybe yeah. J L. Yeah. I think, yeah. There's a slight inflection on the E L. She's an interesting person. Wow. In the third documentary as well, which I know oh, you didn't get a chance seen. to watch, yeah. but she's married a new member from the UK. Oh, she's still in it. Yeah, <gasps> with no. children, oh, and I thought she might get out. Oh, it's yeah, same because there was some doubt in her eyes when yeah. Louis was asking her yeah. some questions. And I know, like, it's a documentary, so it's edited and all that kind of, of stuff. Course. But watching her speak, I swear to God, there were moments where I'm there like, were she's faltering in her yeah. armor. It's so interesting to watch their facial she, expressions. When huh? I thought she, I thought by the second one she'd be out. I was so surprised to see her yeah. again. And in the second one, she's kind of coaching her younger yeah. sisters. Yeah, she's always there when someone else is being interviewed. She's the new shells. Yeah. When you go round to a mate's house for the first time, <laughs> I think you can find a lot about out about that person. Mm-hmm. By what? Bible passages they choose to paint on their bedroom walls in a terrifying mural. So terrifying. So JL has painted (laughs) every wall of her bedroom with fire and brimstone and the worst possible Bible quotes. And it's it's so bizarre because her personality is like, despite what she believes. She's a sweetie. She bu- she's bubbly. Yeah. She's giggly. She's very smiling all the oh, time. Oh, you can't ask me that. Yeah, she's like, I don't want mm. to answer that. Like, <laughs> like, and then, yeah, fire and brimstone on her walls. It makes the fact that she does that smile and swallow mm. when does. he asks her a difficult question. Oh, you did question. it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You did it perfectly just then. That was eerie. I've got chills. Because you never quite close your teeth. You can tell she's got like dry mouth. Yeah, that's and she's thing. just I'm like, going, take a drink of water, bitch. Panicking. Yeah. Let's talk about fucking Steve Drain. Should we? Because he's introduced in those documentaries. Oh my god, he is a drain on society. <laughs> and do you know where shit goes? Down the drain. Down the drain. <laughs> Down Steve Drain. I would rather go to hell than take life advice from a guy and wrap around Sunny. <laughs> and what did we say he was wearing before we started recording? <laughs> He's an oh, knockoff Walmart Ed Hardy knockoffs. Knockoff Ed Hardy. <laughs> How does someone like that have that much confidence? Yeah, exactly. It's just psychoticness. So he makes most of the videos. Mm. He he's not bad at it. Like the he's got some skills. Yeah, he's obviously trained. He's a university graduate. He's quite intelligent. He joined because he was making a documentary called yeah. Hate Mongers. Which is now, P.S., a series of short films on the website. Oh. And then they, he thought, this is a great message. So I wonder, because I was really surprised by that, that he was originally there to make a documentary. But he must have had some leanings towards them. Like He, he couldn't have been like a Louis Theroux and then converted. His okay. daughter, Lauren, who has since left, yeah. she wrote a book about him. Oh. And she really goes to town on him saying that he's always been... An egomaniac, mm. 
and argumentative Gross. for the only reason of making Just other people feel small. Gross. What a disgusting human. A disgusting human. And, and what a terrible doesn't father. Doesn't look to grow exactly up with. like that yep. person. They all do. They all look they exactly all look, like what yeah, they are. Yeah, Fred Phil- Phelps looked evil. Yep. And Steve Drain looks like a dickhead. A, just a dick. And like, I feel seriously so sorry. Like, imagine him being a dad, like growing up with oh that kind God. of ego and aggression in your household. You Before they joined the church, his daughter Lauren was dating this guy and they were passing notes to each other. And this guy had passed some, left some notes in her, her school bag or something. Mm. And. Steve Drain, I have to use his last name. Yeah, yeah. Um, found them, went round to the guy's house, headbutted fifteen year old, headbutted him three times and broke his nose. What? He spent a night in jail for it, but <gasps> headbutted a fifteen year old. He's a maniac for leaving love notes in his daughter's <gasps> bag. That's the guy we're talking about. So he's predisposed to yeah, just being in some kind of psycho environment anyway. Yeah, not surprising that he converted yeah. to Westbrook. In the documentary, he's like, these people hate God and worship the rectum. Yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> My rectum has done more for me than God ever will. Yeah, what, what's wrong with the rectum? It's part of, God made the rectum. Yeah, he gave it to us. Where else is the poop meant to go? <sighs> Poopy face. I think I think they're more concerned about penises going in, but it's like. They're so obsessed with penises going in. They're so obsessed in. with penises they're going so into the rectum. so obsessed. Like homophobic people are more obsessed with how gay men have sex than gay men are. That's the thing about this group. God, they won't waste so much money and time mm. because they're not going to make anyone more likely to go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows how they feel. They could be getting so much else done. Yeah. Look. But they've, they've, they've found one thing that they, that they like to do, which is pick it mm. and make videos and – they're not expanding or changing course or adapting or evolving at all. Do you know what God hates? Time wasters. With the picketing thing, like and how, how far they're stretching their picketing. Like in the documentary, they mentioned that they're picketing a vacuum cleaner store. <laughs> what? What? Oh, they, 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 and they didn't use a suck pun at <laughs> all. Oh, what a missed opportunity. Wasted opportunity. You're a waste of time. Yeah. And they picketed a vacuum cleaner store because it was stocking a Swedish vacuum cleaner. Oh. And recent, like there's so many steps to this. And then recently Sweden had convicted a priest. They convicted, Sweden convicted some someone for doing hate speech against uh, the gay community. And so now they're picketing a vacuum cleaner store <laughs> that stocks a Swedish vacuum cleaner. Like that's ridiculous. Do you know what is way, more than way. Effective? Less painful than that, mm. anal sex. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Someone finally, finally, said it. my platform is being brought to life. <laughs> <laughs> they picketed the the funerals of the Sandy Hook victims. Everyone was turned to face them at the time. Their like main motivation is they celebrate and rejoice in disaster because mm. they think that that's God executing His plan, which is God proving them right. Like, talk about confirmation bias. Like, <laughs> when nine eleven is confirmation <laughs> bias, you have a problem. Yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. Well, I would like to make you hate Steve Jarain even Durain. more. Oh no. Uh, by, and I found this on Rational Wiki, so it's using their language, but it's about kind of the just the lead up to Fred Phelps' death. Oh right. 
And it says, with her father growing ever more decrepit, Shirley Phelps Roper, so Shirley with the long grey hair Mm. and the head of picketing, was the de facto leader of the church for many years and looked to be the one to take over in the event of her father's death. Steve Drain was the main figure in putting a stop to this by consolidating power behind Phelps Roper's back and emphasising women's inferiority as a new tenet of the group. Whoa, he's introducing a new thing? Yeah, so now all the women in the group are that whole, I'm here to serve my man. Reverend Phelps, in one of the few decent acts he's ever done in his pathetic life, tried to put a stop to this by emphasising familial harmony and kindness to other members of the group. For this, Drain had Phelps excommunicated. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because he undermined the meanest man in the world. (laughs) What a dick. Who am I sympathising with here? They're all sucky. It's... I don't... Isn't that a weird bunch of emotions? It is, because, yeah, I don't... don't, My instinct is to feel sorry for Shirley. Because yeah. she's worked so hard yeah. to be the head. And in Louis' and third just, do- documentary, she gets just, choked up when she's talking about how her children have left and she has no power anymore. Wow. And you almost feel sorry. For, it's yeah, a weird bunch of emotions. you check yourself and you're like, of course I don't feel so. She's the worst one That's what happens when you are right. mean to everybody. Yeah, exactly. You don't get out of it scot-free. You don't. Got any random facts? Random, random. Random facts, I'm talking random facts, I'm talking random facts about cults and that. Cults and that. That is the most perfect thing I've ever heard. So Anonymous has a campaign against yeah. Westboro and they've hacked their website and doxed them. They sent their details out publicly. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they replaced... Uh, some of the pictures on the Westboro website with pictures of Martin Luther King and kittens. <laughs> Great. Good, good, good. Yeah. Love it. And the Ku Klux Klan has come out publicly as against <laughs> Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, you're kidding me. <sighs> That's hilarious. When the KKK comes out. Doesn't it- like you. <gasps> You're fucked. You're you're a hater. They should get along because wherever they go in the afterlife, they're Mm. sharing a bus. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the most Christian thing I've ever seen. (laughs) They are sharing that bus to hell. They kind of imply that anytime someone goes to hell, what do they say? They're going to burst hell wide open or something. She's going to break hell wide open when she goes there. I think. Does anyone ever just go to hell like quietly? But they're also saying it about the wrong people. It's bizarre the kind of people that they choose. They have no, I don't think Pol Pot has ever been on one of their signs. Right. There's a site called God Hates Shrimp and it's a parody site and they're working on the principle oh. that they've Westboro's just picked out – they've just picked one thing that's yeah. not even really referenced directly yeah. in the Bible and they've focused so and obsessed heavily. over that. But God also says that shellfish are bad. That's so funny. And so they're doing this whole thing about God oh, Hates Shrimp. that's really shrimp. funny. Yeah, <laughs> Also, Fred Phelps once sent a letter to Saddam Hussein uh, praising his regime for being the only Muslim state that allows the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to be freely and openly preached on the streets. Whoa. And so they went to Baghdad. Wow. And they sort of picketed on the streets of Baghdad holding signs condemning the Clintons and anal sex. 
that's just Fred Phelps going, do you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to send a letter to Saddam Hussein. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys, I'm going to write Saddam. Everyone gather around. Do you know what we're going to do? Are you triggered? <laughs> we're going to send a letter to Saddam. <laughs> and one of Fred's sons, Nate, who has left, is now this full-on um, LGBTQ rights activist he's wow. kind of repentant yeah. about his time so now he's a complete ally that's amazing and when uh same-sex marriage was made legal he did this big campaign which was we have westboro to thank for same-sex <gasps> marriage because they gave an example of what hate what towards like the community looks like yeah. so they probably helped convince people who were that they Not don't extremists. have the same rights as yeah. others. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. It's so good. Fuck, I love that. What? I wonder what their views are on Trump. They do hate him because they do. he's not a member of the Phelps family. Right. And he's but a I, philanderer. And... Wouldn't you hate being Louis Theroux going, I'm going to call this documentary the most hated family in America. And then Donald Trump and then... gets, gets to be president. He's like, oh, I spoke too soon. One of the most hated yeah. families in America. Like, because you'd think just because they're so full of hate and Trump is so full of hate, you'd think they'd be like friends. They'd find some common ground. And honestly, yeah. a lot of cults are mm. pro-Trump. Really? Yeah. I think that extremist views. Yeah, and, it is. Yeah. And real, a lot of common techniques. Yeah. God hates Trump's. Do God hate Trumps? Oh, they hate Australia. Do they? Yeah, they hate Italy. Um, <laughs> they've condemned Italy because they've described it as a nation of mobster breeding perverts. Awesome. So he's what he's seen Goodfellas as well. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Australia, which they describe as the land of the sodomite damned. Yeah, that's in our national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Where the bloody hell are you? For we are sodomite damned. Mate, I am good. (laughs) So I think apart from God hates pancakes, Mm. I think all that's left to say is clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. Join a cult. Yes. Actually, no, (laughs) No. don't. (laughs) Sorry, you had me. I see it now. I was like, that was easy. I just like relaxed back and like, oh, this sounds nice. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll join the call. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Zealot, produced by me, Joe Thornley, a strong and joyous ally of pancakes. My co-host for this episode was Alex J, who Louis Theroux wishes he knew. Further reading and music videos you should only watch if you hate yourself can be found on the Zealot Facebook page. And music is by the Everglades, the cool side of your pillow. Not a chance, poopy pants. Cults. <laughs>